This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Liam Maitland, KCBS foodie chap at Acacia House, St. Helena, California. Chef Chris Cosentina, how are you, my friend? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. I always begin by saying, what are we drinking? Uh, what are we drinking? Well, we're drinking... A Patson Hall Sonoma Coast Chardonnay. Very light on the oak, by the way. Lovely legs, great body. Are you talking about me again? Fruity forward. Are you talking about me Just again? like Chris Cosentino. <laughs> Slancha, as we say in the old, in the old Irish country. Mm. Chef and I were just in the kitchen, Acacia House. Uh, what you're doing here, really, we're in wine country. And when you think about wine, I'm going to ask you a question, see if you know the answer to this. Um, five... Five core countries. When you think about wine, chef, um, what are those five core countries? Oh, you mean the ones that you got wrong when we did our uh, Facebook Live? Yes, I know all those core countries. Busted. <laughs> Busted. So the, so the five origins of grapes that came yeah. to Napa Valley. Yeah. So you have Germany, Portugal, then you have Italy, France, and Spain. Yeah. And all of those grapes that came here come with history, yeah. right? And each one of those countries have food history. Sure. So that's what we're focusing on here. It's about time and place. Yeah. It's really about being that moment. And wine country, this place we love, uh, that is so near and dear, everyone came from somewhere else. Those vines came from somewhere else. You know what? Um, Ironically, the vines are immigrants too. Yeah, right. Oh my God, Thank we're goodness. talking about immigrants. Thank goodness there wasn't a wall back then because we would never have got those vines across the borders. Oh my God, it would have been tough. The wall yeah. would have gone up. <laughs> uh, we would have had to dig trenches under the wall to get the vines in the country. I mean, what, what would have happened? Well, we'd just be enjoying cocktails. No wine. No wine country. No wine country. But we do. And you are, you're bringing it all together. Uh, on the menu, uh, you really are celebrating uh, the cuisine from those different parts of the world, those five core countries. Uh, before us here, we were just in the kitchen. You worked, I watched. Uh, talk me through this dish. So, you know, when you start thinking about all these, these flavors of wine, you know, the wine grapes, and you start thinking about the history of them, every culture has its core dishes. And I think to me what it's really about is how do we accentuate the grape? How do we accentuate the dish? And it's really by looking at where the foods came from. Mm -hmm. So what we did today was a schnitzel, which is German influence, of course. But what we did was we upped the ante by using Spanish pork, which is Iberco de Bellota. So we're using a Spanish pork with a schnitzel, which would classically be a pounded pork cutlet, right? And then we do a Berblanc. Uh, and then, but what we top it with is really beautiful, bright herbs, watercress, and then a heaping dollop of caviar. So we're just one more time, said one uh, more time, a heaping dollop of caviar. Oh, so, as you say that, I'm eating. Yes. Mm. Oh my word! Oh, just died and went to heaven. It's it's kind of. Uh, when I first talked about doing this, everybody thought I was crazy, and then everybody mm. tried it, and it's just become a monster. It is the 
The dish you can't take off the menu. I could not take this off the menu if I wanted to. Yeah. I would probably be drawn and quartered in the streets. <laughs> Already? <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we, we go through, I'd say, about 35 orders a night. So you've traveled all over. Um, I know you have a strong connection to Italy. Um, but when you think of all those different countries and the cuisine from those regions, how tough was it for you to come back and, and whittle down your favorite recipes from those different countries? It's really not that hard because everything will have its time and place. All those recipes will have their moment. It's The seasons here are extremely different. And I think that's something that... It, like I, I was mentioning to you earlier, everybody talks about Cal this, Cal French, sure. Cal Med, Cal yeah. Ital. And, you know, Cal, like if you said Cal Ital here, and then you went to San Francisco and said Cal Ital, we have two totally different climates. Sure. Yeah. So you can't serve the same food. So yeah. California really can encompass how many European countries? Many, 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 many. 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 Yeah. So we can't say that about food. Like it's Cal Ital, Cal French. We can take influences from all these yeah. beautiful countries and their history and make the dishes fit accordingly to our time and place sure. and where we are. And I think up here, all those dishes and all those things that I love, the Spanish dishes and French dishes and Portuguese dishes, will have their time and place according to the season, sure. what comes available produce-wise, and also what we're serving. Yeah. Like right now, it's really hot up here. Yeah, it is. It's hot up here. It's in the 90s. So yeah. we're looking, you know, we're looking to the south a little bit more, yeah. southern France, mm-hmm. southern Italy. Um, I mean, Germany schnitzels all year, yeah. but, you know, how do we make it light? It's served with a beautiful salad and caviar. Yeah. So everything's about, and, you know, you finish with lemon zest, it brightens everything. Yeah. But this goes great with crisp white wines. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Uh, I love also, obviously, in your backyard, you have a bounty of goodies to choose from. So what the garden grows ends up on the plate here. Yes, so we have a garden on property. We're doing blueberries, blackberries, raspberries. We have artichokes, kale, shard. We have kumquat tree, Meyer lemon tree, plum tree, fig trees, and plethora of herbs. And I have a little uh, apricot from my lunch today. Apricot and burrata yeah. with lemon verbena. Yeah, that's I, that's. I think it was a first for me, but it worked. It's you know when you start thinking about things that in season and how they taste yeah. and what works, it really makes sense. You have that tart acidity coming from that apricot with a bit of sweet, and then that creamy richness from the burrata. Yeah, hint of chili, and then lemon verbena ties it all together. We had the burger for lunch, and uh, I will say this on record one of the best burgers I've ever had because the meat was so incredibly juicy Uh, and of course as with all your dishes, layers of flavor in that burger, Uh, but just meaty, juicy goodness Uh, from an aged cow, from a good old cow Uh, and you reference the cow the burger is called the antique burger for good reason because the meat's from old cows Correct, so uh, what we're working with is a company called Creamco Meats Uh, really great great quality product, they're working in particular with uh, dairy cows. Yeah. So they're getting, they're buying uh, organic run dairy cows. Sure. Uh, on an average, about 14 years old, and yeah. they just let them go to pasture. And when you think about it, an, a cow that's that old, one uses its muscles. Yeah. An organic dairy cow is always well taken care of. Sure. Right. Yeah. You know, and that's a really key component: yeah. a well taken care of cow, well treated animal. Mm-hmm. So you have this this cow that has been treated so well and lives a good life. 
But the more it uses its muscle, the more the flavor builds, yeah. right? So you're building more myoglobin. Myoglobin is when you're using muscles. Sure. So you build that flavor. So you take a 14-year-age cow. So you, it stops producing dairy at about mm-hmm. year 11, 12, and it lives for two years out on pasture, walking, grazing, living. Yeah. Imagine how incredible that is. That's, that's the way cattle and beef used to be served sure. because they wouldn't take down a young animal. They would yeah. always take down an old animal. Yeah. Better flavor, smarter use. The animal was whether used for helping to plow the fields, helping move carts and carriages, and sure. yeah. you know, I mean, you know, it you had a rich full life, but it, it had multiple purposes throughout its life. It had a meaning. It wasn't just we're raising this and at a year and a quarter we're going to take it for meat. It was this is part of our life. We need this to help us till the field, help us get the cart here and move things, and, yeah. and it's it creates a different a different flavor profile. Uh, Chef, for those who've not been to Acacia House, it's more than a restaurant. Tell us what else is here. So Acacia House is inside of Las Alcobas, which is a 68-room hotel. And we have a saltwater pool on property that's heated. You can swim there all night. Uh, We have a spa on property, absolutely incredible spa. Um, The staff there are the best, Uh, amazing different, all sorts of different muscle therapies and they do facial treatments and I, I mean the list goes on and on they have a and steam you swear, room you swear by them you're a cyclist and after your recent amazing accomplishment cycling in France the big race they took care of you when you came back right yeah when I came back I rode the Perry roubaix for my birthday in April and when I came back my legs were pretty beat up and they got me back on track yeah. and you know it's it's really nice to know that they they can figure things out really quickly and they also have special cycling uh, massage treatments they have i mean it's they can take care of everybody yeah. it's a pretty incredible so come for lunch spa the afternoon yes. hang out for dinner Spend stay the, the night, night. Yeah. yes so this the, what what i recommend is you come on up you start have lunch you taste a few bottles from zoe or sommelier and then oh you need a spa treatment because you've had too much to drink. And then you realize, oh, man, I'm so hungry from after my spa. I need to have dinner. And then you have a couple more bottles of wine with Zoe. And then, oh, good gracious me, I can't drive. I'm going to have to stay the night. You don't have to tell me twice. And then you, you kick it at the pool and you wake up in the next morning. You have our delicious breakfast. Yeah. And then you head on home. Well, or, or just stay through the or weekend. Or stay through the weekend. I, you know, come stay through the weekend. That's great. I mean, there's um, so much to do up here. And there's history with this house, a grand old Victorian, white, uh, top of a little hill. You, if you've been to wine country, uh, and right before you get to CIA, you will know this house, but they have restored it to its former glory and some, right? Oh, yeah. So the, the, the house itself, uh, the restaurant is called Acacia House because that was the original name of the property. It's oh, 120 yeah. years old. Yeah. It started as a bed and breakfast. Um, it had the restaurant downstairs and six rooms upstairs. It has a very unique history, just like a lot of the other antique buildings and sure. old buildings in, in town. I mean, it's been a brothel. It's been, there's been people born in this building. Sorry, what? Yes, it was a brothel at one point. But, I mean, so are 75%. I mean, the French laundry. What was the French laundry? It was a laundromat. You know, it's like yeah. you have all these historical buildings that have been repurposed and turned into really beautiful things, celebrating their history. And... It started as a B and B, and now it's now a beautiful hotel. Uh, and now your new culinary playpen, because you already have Coxcomb. Uh, in Portland, you have Jackrabbit. 
you have a cookbook which is within arm's reach here um, at last the cookbook that I've been waiting for and this took a decade to put together awful good you are known as the awful chef I know you I know, I know you to be about much more than awful what you do with vegetables uh, is as surprising and beautiful and wonderful as any chef uh, whose restaurant I've eaten at but to many you are the awful chef so what does this book tell us uh, the book, Awful Good, will be uh, pretty much the go-to uh, for anyone who wants to learn how to handle, clean, store. Uh, it's broken down into uh, multiple different categories. There's the opening section, which is broken down starting with skin and working all the way to tail, and um, how to handle them for each animal, how to deal with them. And then you start working into recipes uh, are broken down by animal category. So... Um, it's 150 recipes. Um, photos were done by Michael Harlan Turkel. He also co-wrote the book with me. Um, I'm very fortunate to have uh, had Tatiana be a part of this since day one. And uh, you know, it's just, your lovely wife. Yes, and it's just been such an interesting project to do. You know, it took 10 years to get this done. You Cooking know. from the heart with guts. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It says it all right there. There's a lot of jokes. I mean, there's jokes in the book. From there's, you? There's dishes what? in there that are hysterical, like uh, this is your brain on drugs, for those of you who ever remember that. We do a Jewish BLT, which is made with cow's utter bacon. We do uh, a dish called Tony Hawk, which is served on a Tony Hawk skateboard. Um, is he aware of this? He is aware. He already... I'm getting a copy out to him. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, the, the artwork inside the book was drawn by Jeremy Fish mm-hmm. from yeah. San Francisco, good friend of mine. There's um, also a really funny dish in there that's called Pig Stomach a la Tonton. <laughs> For anybody who's ever seen Empire Strikes Back, the moment when Luke was stuck inside the Tonton after he yes. got his butt kicked by the Wampa. Um, we have one of those. So that's a pig stomach that's braised in lobster, uh, lobster marinara but it's filled with three types of different sausage to look like intestines. So there's a green, a red, and a white sausage that come pouring out over white polenta. But if you look at the picture, it's even funnier because there's a Lego Han Solo with a lightsaber, a wampa, and um, it's a pretty fun one. Uh, Chef, I love that you're, you're having fun. Have you ever had Kulo Mari? Do you remember no. Ira Glass? Yeah, of course. So Ira Glass told this great story about how in China they were bleaching and stripping and cleaning inverted pig bung into and selling it in the United States as calamari so I just went for it and just called it what it is culo in Spanish mari so we basically do fried pig's buttholes to look like calamari Uh, super funny Uh, you know I'm looking at all these little uh, accessories uh, and I see little uh pig uh, sauce dishes. Do you remember about 10 years ago I delivered a pig bench to you? I do, and it's sitting out in front of my house, and every single neighbor that walks by sits on it. If I removed it from the front of my house, the children in the neighborhood would have a canary because they walk by, they sit on it every day. There was only one home for that, for that bench, <laughs> and it was, it, was, it was your place. That was hysterical. Uh, Chris, I know you're having... Uh, I, know you're working, I know you're working your tail off. Uh, but you're sharing your passion with us, as you always do, and aren't we blessed to have that? Um, what's the summer got in store for you? I know this is this is your load. You got a, you got a heavy plate, a big plate. So um, now that 
you know, Jackrabbit is going well in Portland and Acacia House here in St. Helena. I, I launched an energy bar company, which is called Pave Bar. And uh, is that out? It's out there? It's out. Um, we're only right now selling them at Acacia House and at uh, Jackrabbit in Portland. I'm okay. currently looking for a co-packer. But it's a seven-ingredient energy bar that is shelf-stable, has no preservatives, no chemicals. It's super good for you. Like, everybody that has had it wants more and keeps asking me where to get them. Sign me up. Uh, Really fun product. Uh, We do one with nuts and one with seeds. Uh, But it's gluten-free as well, which I think is a really big deal for a lot of people, especially, you know, people who are watching for health reasons. Sure. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to ride my bike and spend some time, you know, spend as much time with my family as I can and, you know, just just work towards having fun. You're I guess. doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. You're doing it. Uh, we've got to give a little shout out to No Kid Hungry. Uh, I know you're a big supporter of uh, Michael J. Fox Foundation, yep. but also No Kid Hungry. That's really uh, at the heart of your philanthropy. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, you know, over the years, everybody there's a million charities out there, and not one is bad by any way, shape, or form. But um, I last year was asked to be on the board of directors of Chef Cycle, and uh, that's for No Kid Hungry, which uh, this year was the third year of chefs cycling 300 miles in three days. We raised two million dollars. Yeah, and that's that's. It's a lot huge. of money. It's huge. That's yeah. That's making a difference right there. Big time. And I think yeah. what's really amazing is one dollar can feed ten children. Yeah. And it's it's a pretty powerful thing yeah. to to see if you've ever gone for a super long run and you didn't eat and you come home and you're you know what we call in cycling bonking or yeah. you know it's the same thing with a runner or a triathlete. Sure. You bonk, you explode. Yeah. Imagine going to school like that every day as a child. Yeah waking up like that you can't function and the kids are our future they're the ones that are going to cure cancer not me they're the ones that are going to make things right in the world not me you know I'm just here to make sure that you know we get some food in these kids bellies well raising two million bucks that's 20 million kids will be fed as a result that's huge it's huge and you know the great part right now is also that uh, No Kid Hungry is working on school programs for the summer that helps that the schools put on summer camps and they feed the children during the summer, which is the most dire time because they rely on school lunch programs, and if they don't have them in the summer, they don't have anything. I remember as a kid, we used to get a bottle of milk in the morning until Maggie Thatcher came and she took the milk away. We called her Maggie Thatcher the Milk Snatcher. But that, but true, to this day, she's known as Maggie Thatcher the Milk Snatcher. It's so uh, funny. It's true. But that, but that bottle of milk in the morning, I know for me as a kid, you know, single mom out to work, that was a lifesaver. Oh, Having yeah. something in your tummy early on as a kid, how can you study? How can you, uh, you can't be focus. productive and successful and focus when you don't have food in your tummy? Yeah, I mean, and the other one for me is the Michael J. Fox Foundation uh, for Parkinson's Research is really important. So I've kind of narrowed everything down and just focused on two things. Well, Jeff, uh, Acacia House, uh, folks, if you've not been here, up in St. Helena, come, come for lunch, stay for dinner, enjoy the spa, enjoy the resort, stay the night, stay the weekend, Uh, Coxcomb in San Francisco. And I keep on forgetting the name of your restaurant, Portland. Jack Rabbit and Jack Portland. Rabbit. What's the deal? I need to get up there. Uh, Chef, will you share this recipe with us so I can put it up my website? No. Thank you so much. He's, he's always the yes guy. He's always the yes guy. Always, yeah. I'll give you something else, just not the schnitzel. 
I'll Chef, see. We might have it for you. Good. Chef Chris Cosentino, always a treat, my friend. Onward, upward, keep on doing great things. Cheers. Thank you. And make sure you guys go on Amazon right now because uh, the books, they, I don't know why Amazon does this, this bastards, but it's half off. It's 20 bucks. So The pre-order? The pre-order. The, the book is awful good. Chef Chris Cosentino. We'll have that menu to you shortly, folks. More on Chef Chris's story and the link to Acacia House at cbssf.com and click on Foodie Chap. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.